Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. And I'm Dr. Leviathan. And I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And we're here to discuss those internet stories most creepy and most pasta. Tonight we have The Showers. So for those of you just tuning in, Creepypasta are scary short showers stories. Showers were an Auschwitz thing. Oh, oh, you Someone went there. had to. I'm just uh, getting it out of the way because... You know, just Google Creepypasta, you'll get a better description. <laughs> That won't be interrupted by somebody. <laughs> well, maybe. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I've infected Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, God, why? Um, so, yeah, we'll be doing the showers this week um, by Dylan Sindelar. And uh, it was originally on Reddit as a two-parter, and then somebody took it and put archived it on creepypasta.wiki. So you can read it on creepypasta.wiki, or you can hear a reading of it by Mr. Creepypasta in his three-part series. So uh, we will just dive right into this. So the narrator starts by giving his... Wait, we're not allowed to dive into the showers. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll, 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 we'll just just walk right underneath these showers. Um... The narrator starts by giving his... Oh, gingerly. I mean, you got to make sure the temperature's good. i got 101 of them. Okay. <laughs> giving his intro... Just going through them in order. <laughs> the narrator starts by giving his interests in history with urban legends, and he's a junkie for horror stories. Um, he moved around a lot when he was uh, with his folks when he was younger and was a storyteller and spread urban legends around himself. Uh, he knew it was all fiction but and was skeptical of it all, but he all but he's about to tell us um, the truth or like the true one that actually happened um, and leaves the reader to decide what uh, or what it all means or whatever. Uh, so he had this cool really cool teacher in, in uh, high school um, or in one of the high schools he was at. Um, and this teacher at Halloween told uh, the class a really good, creepy story um, that the narrator is going to try and replicate. Uh, and so the story starts with the teacher and his friends on a post-college road trip where they were somewhere in Kansas or Nebraska. Um, one friend remembers his grandfather was in the area, so they went to go invest, uh, went to go uh, find him. up. Yeah, hook him up, yeah, there. Um... Trying to find the address, instead they find a dark wooded area with a large barn-like structure with lights on. Uh, when they enter it... And it a motherfucking was... silo! Yeah, and a silo, sorry, yes. That is super That important. is actually kind of important, kind of. Um, and uh, when they enter it, it's an empty It's empty save, some lights, and a cellar door. Um, no, the cellar door was outside around back. Oh, right. The side or somewhere. Yeah, oh, you're right, outside. yeah, it was, yeah, there was, a, yeah. Um... They investigate it, and when they find nothing, uh, with the friend, one of the friends gets a nasty gash from falling roofing. You are skipping what? so much. Okay, so yeah, they I'm go and paraphrase the story. Yeah, but like <laughs> you're you're glossing over like this the important shit. Okay, because they go into the cellar door, and it's a fucking tunnel that is like covered with sheet metal, just because it's just a you know. Give it a bit of stability. Right, yeah. yeah. And they go on for fucking right, ever. They go in the temple, like right, a yeah. mile. Yeah. And there's light or bulbs more. It. Yeah. Right. Light yeah. bulbs. Those are relatively unimportant. Um, but so that's what falls and hits his friend and gashes his forehead is a piece of right. sheet metal. That's okay. why it gashes his head. <laughs> All right. Because, I mean, like, you say that, and I look up, and I'm like, well, I gotta drop ceiling. That ain't gonna do shit to my head. <laughs> it's gonna break. Fair. <laughs> um, yeah, it's some sheet metal that hits the friend. Um, and uh, they they turn around to try and leave, and uh, they're confronted by creepy Bodunk. No. What? Is it not? Is it in he the room? Tra- it's in the room. Okay. With the red door. Yes. You actually forgot the red door, too, man. I know, I did. Wow. So, yeah, anywho, eventually they come upon a red door, and it's like, it's a really nice suburban exterior door home. Or door. There we go. Home door. 
not door home. <laughs> it look basically it looks completely out of place. Yeah. Is the point. And it's red, it's got a nice paint job, nice knocker, nice uh doorknob, like it's pristine. So then the one guy knocks on it, and he's like, Oh, I guess nobody's home and that's when the lights go out, the sheet metal falls and I can't remember how, but one of the... I think it might have been Mr. Mays. When he tries to help him, they end up tumbling through the door. And it's in, in the, the room... Room. Right, okay. ...that they see the children. All right, yeah. And that Mr. Mays' arm gets all wet. Yeah, because he... Mm-hmm. And we never hear about it again. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he like, finds that there's a, like, a shower head on the wall. Um, and it's dripping something. And so, yeah, they're confronted by these, like, creepy bodunk folk and children in nightgowns that look all dirty and haggard and bloodied even. Hmm? What's bodunk? The hillbillies. They weren't hillbillies. They were children who had ridiculously long hair. No, children Mm -hmm. with ridiculously long hair. Okay. They looked filthy, possibly because they were kidnapped and kept there. If anything, they reminded me more of the girl from The Grudge, except without the whole super pale thing. Right. Also, isn't it The Ring? I've never seen The Ring, but I've seen The Grudge. Alright. If I'm remembering the right trailer, yes, The Ring might have worked as a better example than The Grudge. But... Alright, fair enough. They didn't look like hillbillies, and they were all in, like, nightgowns. Yeah, yeah, there were nightgowns that were all dirtied and... Bloody, I think, or like it was like red, so it was like reddish. He never, brown. he never wants to say that anything's blood. Yeah. That's one thing this author fucking doesn't do. He never says anything's blood. It's just red or liquid. Yeah, mm-hmm. or red liquid. He wants you to assume that it's blood, or to yeah. speculate that it's blood. I don't assume shit. If you're not gonna tell me, like, yes, okay, it looks like blood, but you're not telling me it's blood. Or you're not telling me that it looks like blood. So for all I know, it's fruit fucking punch. It's mm-hmm. that kind of red. I, I hear what you're saying, or and I get you. Like but rusty water. Yeah, or yeah. rusty water, yeah. I just feel like I don't by know, leaving a room notes... full of kids, it's a fucking sleepover. It's fucking fruit punch. <laughs> yes, clearly. <laughs> it's a reasonable assumption that they stumbled into a fucking, yes, albeit a tad abnormal, but a fucking slumber party. <laughs> With fruit punch showers. Oh god! They just ended up on the next. Like on, on the. Uh, it turns out this is actually a studio for like that like uh, Nickelodeon shows, where it's just like all like the gack and stuff thrown at them. Anyway, um, yeah. So they managed to escape that, um, but not before seeing like shower heads on and such all over the walls. And um, the story told by the teacher ends there with the feeling that the narrator or from the narrator that. Um, there's more to the story, like, than just a campfire story. Like, this actually is more true than the teacher's kind of letting on, because he started off, like, doing it, like, kind of like a campfire story, embellishing it. And then, like, it almost looked like he was, like, remembering, like, traumatic memories. Um, and there was something more that he wasn't telling. So, anyway, he moves to the other side of uh, the country shortly after this whole thing. Um, and his life and goes... I love my... Sorry, at the end of the story, one of the students is like, Where?! Where is this? Where did this happen? <laughs> Meanwhile, at the start of the story, he's in, like, I don't know, fucking Nebraska or Kansas. Yeah. Like, those are two completely different states, right? I think they border on each other. Yeah, but, but I don't they're know my states. Geography. Yeah. It's, that's a lot of area. That's yeah. two that's fucking the thing, though, states. They are apparently very similar. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. what I'm saying, is, like, I, I no, understand yeah. the similarities. What I'm saying is, is he can't narrow it down between two fucking states. Yeah. But then, at the end of the story, someone asks, he's like, oh, it's Broken Bow, Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, we do get that later. No, at, when he's done the story. Oh, did he actually say Broken Bow, Nebraska? In the fucking... Right there? In the okay. glass. I thought it was in, like, later on. All right. Oh, no, wait. It was at the bar. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
still. That's like yeah. fucking that's like, five years later. That, yeah, yeah, it's like five, six years later, and he's like, oh, yeah, it was Broken Book of Mesh. Okay, sorry. I had scrolled down to the bottom okay. of part. I thought part two ended, or part one ended with, with the, story. the story in the classroom. Cause, God, no. <laughs> um, so he moves to the other side of the country, life goes on, um, and he retells the story, but changes the ending a bit, having the friend die there, rather than him being fine, like his teacher said. Uh, when he's in college near the near the near that high school i think it's somewhere in new york um he meets the teacher in a bar in one of the bars he frequents and they just randomly have, stumbles upon yeah like he's older but he's got the same sweater like vest or something like that i don't know it might have been a sweater yeah um it's a sweater it says something like happy birthday baby or something like that yeah i'm the birthday boy which it's kind of weird to be <laughs> Wearing at a bar, I guess, to me, but whatever. Um, he needed a sweater. Fair enough. Um, they have a discussion about the place and, like, what he's been up to, and, like, you get a little bit of insight into, like, how kind of depressing this guy's life has been with divorce and whatnot. Um, and well, you find and out I mean, that... He didn't have a main character in his life anymore. No, no, yeah. So sad. <laughs> so lonely. Um... And uh, we so learned that the friend fuck. actually did die and that he had to go through therapy. And so the reason why he was, he'd tell that story every year was because his therapist thought it was good for it. Uh, it was good for him um, to get off his chest. And in a, dar- a drunken, sad state, the teacher leaves the, our narrator, now that one that we know is named Jack, uh, with a clue as to where the, it happened. Bro- uh, was it Broken Bone? Bow. Bro- yeah, Broken Bone. Broken Bow. Broken Bow? Yes. Okay. B O W. All right. Broken Bow, it, Nebraska. It could be Bow, but I'm pretty sure it's Bow. Gotcha. Because they would be more inclined to have a broken bow in Nebraska than a broken bow. Yeah. I don't know. There was a dog. It's a Bow Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was arguably broken because. Oh. Yeah, there was some we, creepy we hear barking it bark, and whining. But then there. Yeah, but we never see it. We don't even yeah. know it's a dog. It's just it sound. could be a kid in a nightgown playing a slumber party game. There's <laughs> just dead set on that. It's like this all being a silly coincidence that traumatizes this guy. Um, I'm not saying it isn't, or it is that. I'm just saying that the narrator doesn't choose to disclose that either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the teacher leaves and gives us the uh, location, or rough location, um, and shortly after he finds out that the teacher died, like, a couple months later of liver failure, um, but, like, it wasn't, like, horrible, or, I mean, it was horrible, but it was, like, he was with his family and stuff at the hospital and all that, um, and little, so he wouldn't know that, um, our friend, our neighbor, our narrator Jack is going to do a road trip, um, just like the teacher's, um, and so then we, and then the, like the, he'll tell his that part of the story in the next part, which is part two. Um, so the original, originally the road trip started at Colorado with the the. Yeah. It started from New York to Colorado. To Colorado, right. they were going specifically to Colorado because our narrator had lived in Colorado at one point because he moved around a bunch as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then while they they stayed in Colorado for a month, and at some point in that he found himself at a party around a campfire and told the fucking story, yep. and his friend was like, Derp, let's go look. Let's go find it. Okay. <laughs> On our way back. Yeah. Traditional horror. I think he does even say, like, yeah. I didn't watch horror movies back then, so like I just kind no, of... No, no, no. When he was a kid? No. No, it was, was now. last was... week's. No, in this one. Oh, wait, no, that was Aliens last week. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah in, no, in I didn't one, watch Alien movies. I hadn't even fucking seen E.T. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> no, but in this one, like, oh, a little bit later, I think, uh, he says, like, oh, I didn't um, I didn't watch a whole lot of horror movies uh, like at the time, so Which I just I did the say horror movie tropes. Like, oh, no, no, that was Mr. Mays. Oh, okay, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mays hadn't watched a bunch of horror movies. So they just... Because <laughs> he was a... Because he... Yeah. It was a little bit... That was when he was done school. Yeah. All right, so... Um, Whereas this guy is a fucking junkie for horror movies. So should know all like, the tropes. You know he's watching every fucking horror movie. Yeah. Uh, so this trigger... This whole, like, his friend triggers the idea to go find this place, and so they go to Broken Bow, uh, Nebraska, after uh, on the way home, um, and spend, like, a week there investigating... Um, 
and like finding nobody aside from like an old woman who like upon hearing about it knows what they're talking about but doesn't want any part but doesn't like isn't aggressive at all but it like politely dismissive I'm gonna dismissive. go potty now yeah exactly you're welcome to leave yeah exactly it's like she wasn't aggressive but it was she just wanted to have no part in it um so and it wasn't until like for like another couple of days that they find um uh, a prospect for the place. They're like driving down dirt roads and stuff, and they find a wooded area with a dirt trail. So they carefully drive down this trail, um, watching out for like tr- fallen trees and stuff of like that. And they find this huge tree that's just like blocked their path. Um, and beyond it, there's a strange warehouse style barn building. Um, it's more of a warehouse than a barn. Um, and so they get excited, and it's at, uh, it's of course this is now at night. So they walk around it, and they notice that like there's no vegetation. Like there's this wooded area around this entire place, but except for the immediate area around the barn, and uh, almost like the person whoever owned it like put some stuff down to kill off weeds and whatnot. The salt, yeah, like salt <laughs> of the earth, yeah, salt of the earth kind of thing. Um, uh, inside was cleared and emptied, uh, almost like like pristine looking but uh, it didn't feel like the place that they were at in fact they looked around there was no silo like the story said so like they're kind of like dismayed about it um but they decide you know let's just take some this is a really cool creepy place anyways let's go get uh, some photos so steve uh his buddy goes off and goes gets the camera and while jack is there alone in silence and darkness um he discovers that the floor seems hollow so he's like testing it and stuff and when steve shows up again he's like hey look it's hollow i think it's hot and then he like slams down and comes through goes through the floor um blacks out gets a concussion Hmm? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, blacks out, gets a concussion, and um, when he comes to, he has, like, uh, something wrong with his knee. Um, and he's in this, like, cement room or chamber. Um, and his flashlight's nearby, though. Uh, Steve comes up, or, like, uh, calls down to him and says they'll go get a rope um, and leaves him again in the dark silence. Uh, while down there, he hears uh, some breathing and is, like, gripped with fear about it, grabs his flashlight, kills it, um, to try and, um, to try and, like, not be seen or noticed by this thing, and is frantically going along the wall. Because <laughs> I just fell through your fucking roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, if I turn my light off, off, it's like I'm not even here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, he's frantically going along the wall trying to find a way out, um, and he hits his head on, um, a pipe that has a shower head at the top of it. It's <gasps> this... Um, liquid, uh, this, again, yeah, he never says blood. He just says, like, there's this, like, red liquid off yeah, the He doesn't even know it's red. Yeah. Even the, the, light's a, the light's not on. Right, yeah. Yeah, he does shine his light, though, doesn't he? Maybe. Yeah, I think he shines his light at it, and he finds the puddle, and then he starts seeing a dripping, and he goes, looks up, and yeah, there's the shower head. Um. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, gets, freaks out, he vomits at, um, of this, and of... Uh, the horrible smell of decay that's in this room, um, and Suddenly. presses yeah <laughs> presses forward, um, eventually finding a tunnel where he has to and he trips and well and he finds the red door with the peeling paint yeah and it's you know it's supposed to be the same door just you know fucking twenty years later or whatever yeah um, so he opens a gajillion go- years later I don't fucking yeah. know. Uh, so he frantically goes through this tunnel and he's like crawling pretty much the entire way. Um, and eventually comes to a, the cellar door. Um, and so he, uh, sees the cellar door. It's like, oh man, I'm like, like I can get out of here. Slams at it. It won't open. So like dismayed, like looks around and looks back at the tunnel and there's this child there, um, with super long hair and dirtied up and creepy and looks kind of like a Holocaust victim. Um, and she, there's a sense of malice to it that um, as it comes, starts coming toward him, and he just starts freaking out. And then he hears his like the voice that sounds like his friend Steve on the other side of the door. Um, in a panic, he drops the flashlight near the child and starts banging at the door in the hopes of of help from his friend. But the voice just keeps asking him, like, "What do you see? Like, look back." And rather than helping him, so just as the child is like upon him, he and and his begging start reaching like a scream. Uh, the door opens, and he as soon as he gets out, he like l- lurches at back at the door and closes it, and he's out. And 
Steve isn't there. In fact, Steve is on the other side of the building calling for him from where he fell. So who was this voice? Um, at this point, he just kind of passes out, wakes up uh, to Steve and him escaping in the car, um, and he gets to a hospital. Um, paraphrasing the shit out of this, the events change him uh, and um, from then on, and outside of this high school... Uh, that high school classroom and the story he's telling right now on the uh, internet, This there's no legends or information about this creepy barn or warehouse thing. He's looked. Um, and the story ends to let the reader decide what to make of the story and to spread it. And he'll never go back to Nebraska again. <laughs> the more, I guess that's the moral of the story is Nebraska's scary, yo. <laughs> so, that's the end of the story. So, I'm going to get my shit out of the way because... Well, hold on, because oh. i got to actually backtrack All a right. little bit. <clears throat> so, now, when he's pressed up against the cellar door, yeah. I don't know what you guys saw, but I saw <clears throat> when when we were getting Mr. Mays' story, Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw one of those, like, slightly slanted, but basically just in the ground cellar doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I thought, maybe on like a little bit more of an angle, but yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. How the fuck was he having his back on them, crawling? Like, it wouldn't have been his back against the door. It would have been, like, mostly his head. Yeah. A little bit of neck. (laughs) Yeah, it does seem a little off that, like, Like, there's... It's just the two descriptions aren't matching. It almost makes it treat it like it's just a door, not... Like a normal door. door. Yeah. 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 And maybe I'm just, you know, maybe... The author and I just have a different idea of what a cellar door is, but I, I'm just as long as I'm like not the only one here who had that same assumption. No, because I don't think there's any stairs or anything like that, like going up to it, right? But he does like he doesn't describe yeah, that, but that would have been a good like. That there's no okay. He doesn't say there's stairs, but when I see that door, you there are you, yeah, no. There, there has, has to be yeah, stairs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I like, put the stairs in because you know yeah, I can otherwise like I can let someone get away without putting in that bit of description because yeah that door gets those stairs yeah it's just well, it's a universal concept when you say cellar door yeah at least the, well, the, the one he's and it's a, and he calls it a cellar which means you go down yeah, yeah. unless they were taking a fucking elevator yeah, and that's the thing the tunnel like it can't be a normal door because the tunnel he never describes the tunnel going up. And the fact that the door has to be flat, sort of with the ground, otherwise they would have seen it when they yeah. initially when they come and find the yeah. So he's like building. Also, to, like, another look. thing, um, his friend Steve does find him once he's out. Yeah, but Mister Mays and his friends, from the red door to the cellar door, well, from the cellar door to the red door, he said they didn't know where they walked, but it was about a mile. He estimated. Yeah. Unless they just, like, for some reason there's, like, a weird, like, anomaly in that tunnel, it should be a lot farther from the barn. Exactly. It should be approximately a mile. Mile. (laughs) Yeah, it should be somewhere in the woods. Back there a bit. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It should be essentially where the silo was. Yeah. (laughs) Which... It shouldn't be under the warehouse. Yeah. Or, like, where he dropped. Yeah. No, I get you there, yeah. Like... It's an inconsistency in the story. Exactly. But that one is kind of a game-breaking inconsistency just everything to do with at the same time there are like i mean there's some definitely differences between, again there's no silo in this building yet this it has seems the same stuff to me like he was trying to wrap up the story and didn't care if his info was meshing up this is the problem Perhaps. with having essentially two versions of the same story yeah one at the start and one at the end if you don't pay attention to what you wrote before when you write it again yeah you're going to hit these inconsistencies. So, like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate what you were, like, what the writer was trying to do with that because it is a decent idea to, you know, have, you know, the narrator hear the story and then go and try go and, to the go and actually experience his own version of said story. Um, but because of these inconsistencies, for me, it just, like, it, it's a big mistake. It hurt, yeah, it hurts and it, the to me, it smacks of laziness. I because he wasn't going back and reading part one to write part two. He was just trying to finish up part two and didn't you know didn't worry about inconsistencies. I hear you, and I understand. Like I can I can see that, 
But I can also see it maybe being him purposely doing it because the story changed. Because if you notice, there in the well in the original story, there's a silo. In this one, there isn't. And I was wondering that too. Like, where the, why the fuck is this place different? Like, because so it's different. been twenty years. But the silo can be, be like torn down. You still would have found like some sign of like yeah. where it used to be. Yeah. Uh, agreed. However, not where they were because they should have been a mile away from the silo because he fell into the shower. Okay, so you th- okay, so I yeah. hear what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I said, it's, it's the I don't know, like I want to think that Saying like maybe that the inconsistencies are because purposeful. of are are purposeful because of, you know, oh, it's it's just a legend, right? You know. No. That's that, kind of that's bullshit with this story though. Like he's he spreads stories and they change. He mentions that at the beginning of the story. Yeah. So yeah. That but, that just seems like a fucking fool's way out. Uh, but out if he's of, claiming that his version is the he's fact, claiming, yeah. But still, you have the consistency <laughs> of okay. Well, where did the people went down? What near the silo in the first one? Yeah, which is where the cellar door was, mm-hmm. and the silo and, and this one, that, there's no yeah, that okay. building are on the same hill. <laughs> yeah, hmm. so. That's the issue. That's where you guys are coming across, yeah. I'm saying inconsistencies in, in a story is bad storytelling. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I don't care if he did it. Even yeah. if he did do it intentionally. And I still say that's just a fucking... Cop-out? Or? Uh, yeah, a stupid cop-out. And cop-outs are worse than laziness. Um, but, uh, yeah, even if it was intentional, it's still bad storytelling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hear you. There's a reason that... You know, they tried to keep Freddy's mask, or not Freddy's mask, Jason's mask, with all of the damage it had taken in the previous movies. Consistent. In every movie. Because yeah. people notice shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people notice inconsistencies. So if you have as few of them as possible, people got less room to gripe. <laughs> Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, anywho, go go yeah. on with your opinion. Because... Yeah, my opinion is going to be a little bit more lighthearted, or a little bit more in favor of the story, I think. A little less fair, yeah. is what you're saying. <laughs> Biased. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> because you, you feel a, a kindred spirit in the narrator. No, I just enjoy the story. <laughs> because you have a kindred spirit in the narrator. Uh, so the story, yeah, I, I don't know, I felt very long, but... I don't, to me, I got hook, line, and sinkered into the story. I got, I liked the descriptions it gave, um, the atmosphere it built. Uh, I liked the passing of the torch aspect of it, where like the story was, uh, the first story was given, and then this guy went on and got kind of like almost like in like a like one person like who experienced this event, and then he like told the story, and so this it drew this other guy to go and look at the same and experience the almost the exact same event. Without him being incredibly stupid and being like, Durr, I'm going to go try and experience the exact same thing you did. Yeah. Like, it was actually Steve's idea yeah. to go look for it. Wasn't I actually appreciated how it wasn't just a, well, this was a shitty experience for you. I'm going to go see if I can have it too. Yeah. It was like, uh, you know, almost like, a, well, I mean, it wasn't his idea. So, yeah, it, it gives... Because he, he's a horror junkie, he wouldn't have fallen into that kind of... Well, well, and it, hopefully, it, <laughs> also it means that you can hate the the narrator a little less because yeah, he still went, but at the same time, it wasn't his idea. It was he the was idea just going of his along friend. with it, kind of. Yeah, and he was actually, I think, it I does say that he was like with that? not really like sure he wanted to do it, and then he kind of just decided, all right, yeah, let's do it. We're on the way back, kind of thing. It was heat of the moment, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, heat of the moment. They left a week later. They yeah, yeah. hung out in that town for a fucking week looking for this oh goddamn God. place. Yeah, I would that's not, not a heat that, of the moment. That, yeah, that, well, whatever. <laughs> like he he decided to like he was having like uh, like begrudging. No, about I, I get you. Uh, like I, okay. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm just being a dick. Yeah, <laughs> um, as I do. And yeah, I liked the idea of like the st- the journey of the storyteller because like and him like spreading these scares. Honestly, when I started reading this, I was like, so wait, is this going to be like the origin of like urban legends and creep? Because some of the ones he mentions, like oh, like my friend, like or my grandfather saw this creature in Colorado, is actually like descriptions like that. That description, aside from the blatant one, the Jersey Devil, um, the description of a, like a demonic humanoid thing in Colorado is actually like a, re- a fairly recent urban legend or like creepypasta story creature. Um, 
or it's been around for well i mean like it actually like or... well like at least the decade now cuz like there's like um like there is actually a couple of photos of it and i've seen like stuff of it it, it reminded me of that so um yeah i thought and then it became this other one where it was about um he says like the rule like he 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 describes the beginning and like the rule he broke the rule of like inserting himself into one of these stories and then he progress, pro- proceeds to tell us that story um i don't know if that was the the direct, what he was actually going with but it kind of so- seemed like that to me and it kind of tickled me and i really enjoyed that notion of like he just described the beginning of this what he does like spreading stories and whatnot and then he tells me uh, tells us that story um i really enjoyed that part uh we get some strong descriptors of and details of the horror and like the atmosphere of this these places that he's experiencing but not enough um or but but just enough for me anyway to have a healthy dose of imaginative speculation i'm going to might be up to debate. sort of yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna sort of see if this addendum fits better okay i'm not disagreeing with you outright he doesn't describe the horror he does set the mood well like yeah. he sets the scene well but when it comes to cuz i mean we already discussed this it's never blood yeah no that's it's just that's, red. That he doesn't really yeah, describe says... horror mm-hmm. well he does everything to avoid describing horror i mean he does describe mm-hmm. some really creepy car- creatures like those children are kind of creepy yeah but but yeah they but don't it is almost do like anything just, yeah they just walk like, towards the they're basically scenery yeah mm-hmm. only one of them really ever moves I mean, they might have moved in Mr. May's story, in his true but, story, but they didn't have to. Yeah. If if they did, they didn't do anything. They certainly weren't chasing them, not like the one was in Jack's story. Yeah. So, I mean, like there was, for the most I, I, part, I, they were fucking scenery. Yeah, I hear you. And like there was he a... can describe scenery, but yeah. he refuses to describe anything, like, actually horrific. That that That's just... But it does build atmosphere from. Mm-hmm. He builds atmosphere first, but then he doesn't give you the payout very well. I understand your yeah. imagination totally takes over and does, but and he, you know, in giving you the setup to it and the build up, yes, he is helping you get there, but there should almost be a little more help on his part. Like when it comes to the actual horror shit. And prime example for this, you saw Hillbilly Kids. Yeah, that's true. I did see Hillbilly. Whereas I saw, apparently, Ring Girl over and over again. Yeah, like, copied and copy. pasted. <laughs> yeah. And then when it comes... To- so, yeah, I see, mean, I saw it like, did he yeah. really do a good job when it came to the horror? If you didn't see what was written down? I feel he did a good job building up the horror, but he didn't... I'm not I, disputing I won't say that. I'm just saying he, he tries not to describe the horror. Mm-hmm. He almost seems to consciously be trying to leave it up to the audience... But I think he's trying to leave it up to them too much. Leaving it too vague, you think? Yeah. Again, it's like there's like six different red stains or liquids. Yeah. But there's nothing that looks like blood. Mm-hmm. Like the shower Again, could be doing just rusty water. Again, it's a red stain, it might as well be fucking fruit punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it could be, because that's how vague you're leaving it. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand, like, because of, you know, the moment I'm in while I'm reading it, yes, those fucking yeah. red stains were blood. Yeah. But, I mean, I, that's at least I'm say they that. look like blood. Don't just say... Don't just say it's red. a red stain or yeah. it's a red liquid. Say it's a yeah. liquid. Um, Like, red ha- or blood has more to it than color. Yeah. It has aroma. It has viscosity. Mm-hmm. I believe he does say that, like, there's a smell <clears throat> of decay, a smell of, like, yeah, but something. That's, but, yeah, that's the whole... He mentions it... Well, um, in Mr. May's story, he mentions it when they first start going down into the fucking tunnel. And then when he is down... And then they never mention it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in his story, he mentions it after he's been down there for a while, when his friend's mm-hmm. looking for the rope, Yeah. Mm-hmm. and he's wandering around, and he first sees the red liquid, then it suddenly stinks to high heaven. Mm-hmm. But it's mentioned once, and then not. No, again. And I'm talking about the aroma of blood, not the aroma of decay. Yeah. Because the aroma of blood is coppery, it's metallic. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's something you more taste than you smell. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> you can let us know it's blood. by, Or even if you don't want to just come out and say it looked like blood, then, like, hit us with the other descriptions of blood. 
Yeah, like, not, you know, not, not just the color. It's, <laughs> blood isn't just red. It's, 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 it's iron. It's well, no, I'm saying it's not just red. It's viscous. Yeah. It's you know, it's full of iron. It's got a coppery smell. Like more, yeah. Go more than just the oh, it's red, it's red. liquid. Yeah. It's a red stain. It's red liquid. Like I mean, I'm sorry, man. If there's a fucking puddle of blood at your feet. Or, well, not at your feet, because you weren't really walking around. But if there's, like, a puddle of blood right here, I can fucking taste it. I oh, yeah. know this, because I've had, um, many a time spent over the sink with a fucking nosebleed. And, like, yeah, it doesn't take much blood before you can fucking smell it. Yeah. <clears throat> Granted, I guess when you've got a nosebleed, it's in your nose, too. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. But, you know, I'm talking about even after you've cleared it, and you're stuck there with this, you know, sink full of bloody water, and you're like, man... That's what blood smells like. All right, I hear you. He doesn't create. He doesn't. He doesn't uh, like give us a punch, like a final punch of horror. Yeah, it's more just the build-up. He build creates up and a good atmosphere. Keep, yeah, and then just refuses to, to acknowledge, describe horror. And again, I think it's intentional. I think he's trying because you know my imagination will do a better job than most people's words. Yeah, but. He's trying to li- like he's lean trying to leave it too far but, in that direction. Yeah. He should have had just like straight up said it's like it's either blood or not because there's so much else in the story mm-hmm. to speculate on other than exactly and that is ruining. Okay, I can see yeah. that. Like, and it's also the fact that I can see what he's doing or what he's not doing in this instance. Yeah, and like I I know why he's doing it, and I'm just like you're wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're doing you're doing good. You you just tripped at the end there. Yeah. Uh. And then I guess my last thing uh, is, yeah, to me, this was a decent, creepy story in the style of a Lovecraft kind of thing. Um, but if Lovecraft told a ghost story, because at no point is there like a Squamish thing coming at you. Um, it's just it's, a ghost story. It's go- like those things are those children are clearly either ghosts or hallucinations of some kind. Or something like it's we never like we never get to like never touch them or like see them. We hear voices all over and, sa- and strange sounds. They might as well just be ghosts. This might as well just be a ghost story. That That's actually kind of my problem. We never really know what the hell's going on, and I understand that we can't always have that. Yeah. But... Like, to me, I actually like, like that. Like, it does give us... Like, that. the lack of it... I mean, again, it like, it, I guess it, dep- it does depend on opinion, because, like, to me, I was able to, like, just, like, let my imagination go, and, like, I, I was fine with the story as it was. Yeah. Again, on this yeah, one, yeah. I'm not going to shit on you, because you are entitled to that opinion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we have to agree to disagree on that because yeah. for me it was like, okay, I know everything that happened, but what the fuck was it like? Because honestly, I was getting a whole Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe or House of a Thousand vibe. I was at the beginning throughout yeah. the whole thing, and I was like, wouldn't that have been awesome? Yeah. But then at the end, he's got this thing where he's like, I want to get out, I want to get out, and the door just fucking suddenly opens. And we don't even and know And he's been that hearing, th- yeah, he's been hearing his friend through the door. Yeah. But then his friend isn't there when he so gets out the door. There's this presence or something there. So it's someone something. else, yeah. or something else. And it's like, oh man, wouldn't it have been cool if that was like the rebellious daughter of this, like, you know, inbred to all get out homicidal family. Yeah. That the town thought they got rid of like twenty years ago or whatever. Yeah, but like, they and, didn't. Yeah, like that's a, like a one. <laughs> they thing. just stopped going into town. Exactly. They just stayed in <laughs> stayed in their little wooded oasis or dark oasis amidst the field, the cornfields. <laughs> like that yeah. would have been like to me that that that's a way scarier story because then it's like oh man it's like an infestation of murderers. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess. Like, I was kind of wondering if that was the case, but then as, as soon as things, like, scenery the- started changing, and, like, again, like, I mean, like, the, um, like, the, again, I, for, I didn't see the silo just being torn down. I saw it just being, like, this is, this place has changed somehow, like, physically and, like, between the two stories, and so this may not oh, be yeah, the place that was described. I understand that. Um, it's just how I, like, felt about it when I was, like, reading it. Um... I felt that it was more inclined to like lean itself toward a creepy supernatural story at that point, not a hodung or not a I keep using that word, uh, not chainsaw massacre kind of feel, which would have worked really well too. Yeah, 
Um, but like again, I'm, I it leaves my like my imagination like when like and what I the mean, fuck was that like, voice that was on the other side? Like, what is that thing? Yeah, and I mean, like, don't get me wrong, that definitely lends itself to yeah, it was some sort of ghost story. But yeah, again, there's you didn't know. like it for that. Well, it's not that I didn't like it for that because I mean, I like my ghost stories. Um, honestly, I will you know enjoy like. 12 or 15 ghost stories before I'll even try and enjoy a fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre or House of a Thousand. That's not really where I get my kicks. Yeah. I do actually prefer the ghost story, but this one, I don't know, this one just seemed like it could have been, like with a few tweaks, it could have been a really good Texas Chainsaw homage or rip-off, however yeah. you want to look the at Nebraska it. Nebraska <laughs> Shower Massacre? No. Um, Nebraska Shower. Um, Wait, corn? So it's a golden shower? <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah. Obviously, this story kind of took me hook, line, and sinker. Um, and actually, I was having a hard time when I first, post-reading it, trying to come up with something wrong. Now, obviously, you guys have gotten different opinions, so... My, or, Mikey! Ah, uh, yes. Uh, for me, this story started off on a two bad feet. Um, <laughs> part one, part two. <laughs> no, no, this is all in part one still. <laughs> but um, boy, well, yeah, I, I just yeah, assumed yeah. that you saw it was in two parts, and you were like, "Well, <laughs> doubly bad." Um, well, it starts off uh, saying. Uh, every area in all parts of the world has those area-specific urban legends. And there's no real description on how big an area is that he's talking about. It's just a blanket like, state. Is he talking about continent, state, province, city, the area in my backyard? I'm pretty <laughs> sure, because he does give some examples like that, you know, the abandoned asylum that no one ever goes near. Like, I think it's like... Every local yeah. legend, yeah. as opposed to urban legend. I think yeah. he should have used the term local legend. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, and just out of curiosity, I did some Googling of the city we're in now, and I could not find an urban legend. What? Oh, we got them. Oh, yeah, we got them. We well, got them. Googling. Oh, Google, you're not going to find them. No. These, these <laughs> are things me, you I, find yeah. by actually talking, talking with people. people yeah. No man, who I, wants uh, to do that? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I actually, yeah, a couple of years ago. <laughs> but I, I mean, like, I grew up in a hamlet, and we had fuck, we had a haunted house. Yeah, I mean, hell, I live in a new development, and we have haunted or like a like creepy sites. Yeah, where like, something happened. So like, yeah. because you find somewhere that has but, the right look, and someone's gonna make up a story about it. It, like, it is, it does happen. But the yeah. question is, are like ghost stories considered urban legends? Yes. yes. In this instance, local legends and urban because legends, again, yeah. he shouldn't have been using the term urban legend. He should have been using the term local, local. legend because local. they're area specific, which mm -hmm. makes it a local legend. Because I mean, if I leave, you know, if I tell you the fucking, you know, the, about the haunted house where I grew up, it's thirty minutes away, but you don't give a shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, because we're not there. Yeah, you haven't seen the house, <laughs> so you know. I think, yeah, um, the term urban legend is misused here. It should have mm -hmm. been local legend. Yeah, I'll agree on that. All right, so next. Uh, during his uh, youth, he goes from school to school, not really staying for, like, a semester or something per school type thing. That I think he stays for a semester. Yeah, I think a semester. A semester or two. Or two, yeah. And then he states that... Um, at at least one point, uh, the classmates at one of his new schools uh, recount a story that he had previously told, which seems highly unlikely. That. Yeah, no, he does. Yeah, he he was like he'd spread stories. He was mentioning that he'd spread no, stories. No, but I I do remember him saying that like he got a kick out of walking the halls and hearing someone tell someone else one of his yeah, stories. Yeah, no, that, that's yeah. yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. yeah, that's what he says. That means that you know he told a buddy. And he people. actually, and then in this example, it's actually, he doesn't say it's two people and one's telling, it's one of his friends yeah. telling another person story. a story that he made up. Yeah. That, that, that's not implying that it's traveling with him. No. It, it's, it's just an effect he's having in that local area. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, it came across as. I think you were just people. being too nitpicky. Mm-hmm. Wow. See? See? Huh. I actually do have a moral compass. Or, or you know, a fairly fine thing. I'm not just against it's you. It's not always spinning? That, that's, a different, that's a different series altogether. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not just against you. All right. I'm against anyone. Yeah. Too hard Everyone. or too heavy. Or too hard or too light on things. Yeah. And uh, this... Story also has the what seems to be a recurring theme for creepy pastas, which is essentially. I know you probably won't believe what I'm about to say, but this story that I'm putting on the internet is true. Yeah, but it's <laughs> that's also a, like I mean, if you think yeah. about it, that that's I mean that's a campfire thing. Yeah, that's yeah. you won't believe me. It happened to a friend. This happened to me. <laughs> I know. I know. It sounds outrageous. But it happened. Yeah, no, that's... Like, I mean, that, that's... It that's, just carried on from yeah, the original material. That's storytelling 101. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's trying to set the mood. I honestly don't think it did as bad a job as last week's, which was about the alien, the alien, alien abduction, in quotes. Um, where it's like, uh, I don't care if you believe me. It's like, or was it, you don't have to believe me. All right. <laughs> no, you don't have to read this. Yeah, you don't have to read this. Yeah. All right, fuck yeah. you then. Whereas this one, I feel it was a lot more like less, or it was less hostile toward the reader or less like trying to like do a reverse psychology where like it makes you try to want to read it because it's trying to reverse psychology you on it. This one is just like, I leave this out to the world to read and make judgment for themselves. Like, <clears throat> that's what I, how I got Excuse it. me. But. And, uh, now this is sort of nitpicking, but I learned something from it. All right. Um, because you Googled? Yes. <laughs> I love how that works. Yeah. Um, his choice of words. Uh, at one point, he has the phrase, Growing up, I was a complete ham. Mm-hmm. And all I can think of was like, with all the trimmings? I, you I don't, don't know what a ham? Really? Okay. <laughs> and then I had to look up the definitions. I was like, yeah. oh, well, bad actor. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're boisterous and like, yeah. it's like, I am the large ham. <laughs> but it's just, <laughs> I hadn't had that connotation. It's like, ham huh. is meat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You just never, okay. Right. You learned something. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm gonna. Ma- I feel like I should be making fun of you for having to learn that. <laughs> but I'm a dick. Well, we already, I think, covered the dog crying. But... Did we really? Like, no, think... not really. Because uh, actually, that was one thing that I wanted the... to touch on too. But yeah, go. Sorry. Well, based on what we know, there's a tunnel leads to a room with these kids in it, mm-hmm. and then they hear a dog crying, but it's not. Explained where that came from. Can, can I actually point something out? Um, so we, we hear that. I'd like his... to say that that supports my hillbilly murderthon. Yeah. Okay. So just... says what are those hillbillies going to have? A dog. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay. So wait. When, when you hear in the first story, like hillbillies, the... if it's in Nebraska, That's a notoriously flat state. Uh, they're bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, or rednecks. Um. In the first story, you, see, you hear the dog whining, so, or the, the dogs whining in the background. But in the, and then in the second story, when he's doing when he's at the uh, the door, he's trying to get out. He starts whining and he describes himself whining like a dog. I was like, oh, so that dog before was actually just maybe a child or something in pain or sc- or screaming that they heard, or Again. maybe it was him back in time, oh! and the door opened because <laughs> Mr. Mays and his friends opened the door. No, no, no! Get that out of my head. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Like when I, that was actually something that came to mind when I was reading that part. Was like, oh, so maybe the, there wasn't there, there was no actual dog. It was actually just that original. It was a get paying off to like. Or oh, that maybe sound. it was the lake house. <sighs> You're just trying to like completely like, subdue me by just like contradicting me at every turn, aren't you? <laughs> No, I was just trying to come up with a ridiculous thing. Okay. And then I did. And then I referenced the lake house, which I feel kind of dirty about. Yeah. <laughs> so you should. <laughs> Go on, Mikey. Yeah. So, when they first introduced the children, uh, I believe he explains it as kids with hair that's long as though it hasn't been cut since they were born type thing. Yeah. Uh, and my mind went to Cousin It. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, I'm not gonna lie, there was an instant, I do recall an instant of like, so wait, he's like Cousin It? Or, or like just, again, Samara from the from the ring, where it's like, like, we're just like, hair all like down to like, their knees. But yeah, no, Cousin It thing didn't, didn't cross my mind for a split second while reading it, I was like, no, too funny. Cousin It's way too classy for this. He wears a bowler. Well, he had children. Pretty sure the kid also wore a bowler. <laughs> or a bow. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I haven't seen Adam's Family Values in a long time. Fair enough. Mm. I think it's at the, at the end of the first one, but... Either way, anyway, I haven't yeah. seen it, either yeah, of them in a long time. It's been a while since i watched it, too, so... And I think I've only seen them, like, twice. Yeah. Now the lake house on the other one. <laughs> 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 they say, back to that. <laughs> I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Neither have I. (laughs) There was a couple of close calls, though. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, at the end of part one, uh, the author. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be okay, Doctor. We are going to be here a while. I'm going to roll out my sleeping bag. The the author explains that he's drunk and he'll continue later. And I don't know about you, but writing drunk, you're going to have a lot of spelling mistakes and a lot of grammatical errors. Yeah, that didn't really seem to need to be there. No, other than later at the end of part two, he explains that he's an alcoholic. Yeah, honestly, I think it was only there just to kind of try and tie him and Mr. Mays together a little bit. Yeah, that he's... And, I don't know, it felt fucking forced. Alright. I could see it, but yeah. I don't know, I just was like, oh, so not not to be not to be uh, so prejudiced you, against writers, it's like, oh, so he's a writer. <laughs> so you drive through Nebraska and you're gonna become an alcoholic. <laughs> Makes know. sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Uh, well it's also the classic uh, Call of Cthulhu thing where like the guy uh, like you guys they experience something and then they just drink to forget. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I drink to remember. It doesn't work out very well. <laughs> Where the fuck are my keys? Yeah. Uh, next is, I guess, nitpicking. Uh, in regards to the, I think it's like the first sentence of part two. Uh, I'm awake now, semi-sober, and ready to finish this for you guys. The internet, and whoever cares to hear it. I'm reading this. I'm not hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> you might be hearing if you're listening to the uh, reading. Yeah, but that's not... That's not... yet. wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, that would be like, you know, writing a radio show and saying, you know, writing the dialogue of, for you viewers at home. Yeah, exactly. I don't like, I mean, uh, it might be something. Cause it's I've, a bit I, of a nitpick, but. and I But I've heard it before on other Reddit no sleep pasta, so maybe it's like just something that the Reddit community does. Like they, or like they maybe they a it's a stupid mistake that should Fair. have been caught. True. Mm-hmm. It could also be that. Uh, okay. Oh, we let you, the viewer, decide. <laughs> and now I have a quote. Okay. Uh, now, I had saved a pretty solid amount of money while I was in school and decided that I deserved a bit of a vacation. Uh, a notorious <laughs> time for saving money. Oh, yeah, especially uh, college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure you had a pretty solid amount of debt after college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not true. Um, at the best, he would have broken even. Yeah, at best. Yeah, but not have a pretty solid amount of. No, no, no. I, I'm not trip. agreeing with that at all. Because yeah, uh, even when I like I went through school like with uh, with a job, and it was almost next to impossible to keep money saved at all. No, because well, I mean, you've got it's going toward like you've stuff. got thousands of dollars of debt looming over you. Why would you like hold yeah. on to savings for, for a fucking vacation? vacation yeah, wait where... till you pay that off and then go. Yeah. Or at the very least, like, fucking throw a chunk of that money at it, at your debt, and... Then consider going. (laughs) Then consider a less extravagant vacation where maybe you don't go away for, like, three months. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, more nitpicking. At one point he says, uh, when they're trying to find the location, random crops of trees. Crops aren't random. 
They're a crop. <laughs> okay, I think he might have. Been, I think he, I, I actually honestly think that's a mis, uh, that's a that's the yeah. wrong word. It's yeah. cops, right? Or cops is a group of trees. Yeah, that's which is yeah. kind of what or he's looking for. Outcropping, yeah. of outcropping trees of trees. Or... Yeah, I think it's just basically. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a nitpick because he made an honest mistake. Yeah, it may have been like autocorrect kind of thing, maybe, or yeah, him just yeah. not yeah. typing it out, 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 like out. Yeah. In. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's a nitpick. Just, yeah. But it just. No, let them all out. Right. <laughs> and then uh, the voice, uh, the mysterious voice that lets him out. Um, I was, I j- just took snippets of like what the voice actually said, and it's like, what do you see? Just look at it. Tell me what you see. Rest for a second. I'll get it. It sounds sort of like a therapist. Oh. Huh. Man. Would have been awesome if that had been explored at all. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Like, the way I took it out, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, sweet. Wow. Yeah, it almost seems like this could, like, if that had been actually been explored, this could have just all been like him die. Like, oh, what the fuck? Because when I first read it, I just thought it was like. As some entity like imitating his friend, try and like get him to like provoke him to go back into the tunnel where the kids are, um, or where the creepiness is. I did, or like m- maybe it's just like it has like a thing for like watching people f- be super afraid, and then once it was like, once he would hit, hit a certain peak, it was like, all right, you're done. Open the door. You can go now. <laughs> but, or yeah, maybe no, the whole therapy Jack was Mr. Mays. Well, that's what in I'm th- therapy. Yeah. Well, that, no, that's actually what I'm the thinking. The therapist like, is mentioned in the first part, or er, yeah, with Mr. Mays. Well, yeah, what I'm thinking is that this story could have been like all like it, rather than like do like oh the internet thing, just have it like the story is actually just being him describing it like by delving into his memories and he's hearing his therapist through like hypnosis. Or something. I don't know, like again, a little bit too far. Yeah, too you're much. you're doing it wrong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it could have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and so that, uh, not. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cats. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like, yeah, that was that was definitely a missed. I totally missed that. Yeah, I, I'm, I like I'm that a little thing. ashamed that that because yeah, that man. I wish that had been explored. <laughs> Granted, it would have made it like three times as long, but <laughs> we would have gotten to part three. <laughs> it would have made it three times as bad or as good too. So, <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't make the blood connection at all. Like, there's one paragraph where he says "liquid" three times. It's like you could have used a different word <laughs> to describe this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you didn't see... You didn't... At no point did you see blood? No. Was it for a punch? <laughs> I think it, it was just liquid, and it was like, oh, I got my arm in something. That's nasty. I got some red sauce on you. Yeah. No, 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 just liquid. <laughs> Could be barbecue sauce. <laughs> Could be... Could be mercury. <laughs> Does he, does he does say red though, right? Like I'm, I'm not, I didn't most of the, that. sometimes he does. Okay, but no, I, I do recall sometimes where yeah he just said liquid. liquid. Yeah, like he, he does not want to say blood, even though like even though it's totes like, blood. Is he going for like a PG yeah. rating, <laughs> like, like are you not supposed like did, well, did he have like a stigma against saying blood? But was it blood though? Because blood mentioned- dries out, congeals, <clears throat> all that sort of thing, so it wouldn't be in necessarily a liquid state. But yeah, it's but it'd be creepy. Still dripping from the tap, like from the shower head. Like, I'm just reason, saying, like, yeah, like, regardless, what the fuck is it? Yeah, yeah. Because it's not creepy if I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. and if it's not blood, then I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's not creepy. <laughs> so we're still left with the same problem. Um, I'm not gonna lie. There was a there was a brief moment when I was reading. I was like, just gonna start this this liquid's just going to start forming itself and become a Shoggothian thing that goes after him. But it did pass after like a minute, or because it was like, no, if this is not Lovecraft, go away. <laughs> Got to keep reading. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I've bitched about almost everything I need to bitch about or bring up. Well, and almost everything that I need to bring up about this, because honestly, um, you know, the mood was set well, but he just shies away from 
the fucking dirty parts, and that that's 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 wrong. Yeah, especially since they aren't like anything that wouldn't have been too over the top. Like you can say blood. Yeah, or you can, you can use you, the word blood can, without can, me using the word like, gore porn. Yeah, they, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's there's a way of doing it that like neatly, and there's a way of doing it not neatly, or like of like missing the missing the. the this the shot. is in the opposite direction of gore porn. Yeah, this is like it, almost it's the G rated. <laughs> yeah, this, this is I don't know. This is just yeah. It's like fucking... it's a haunted house. Like it, it honestly is just a ride through a haunted house. But it like but one of those like not super scary ones. Just the ones that like oh like it's we're a ride through a fucking you. tunnel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's something chasing him. It's a child. <laughs> okay, the guy's knee is apparently dislocated. Yeah. At best, um, and he's concussed. Yeah. I wouldn't really describe. That as a chasing. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'm grievously well, not grievously, but like my knee is fucked. Yeah, and I am concussed, and I am winning this chasing, just, just crawling. It's like, <laughs> luckily he was the hare, and this uh, the thing was the tortoise, <laughs> but the tortoise won. Butter. Uh, Thank you. All right. My one uh, real thing that I do, or that wasn't brought up, um, and this one just fucking, it's probably a nitpick, um, but uh, it's when Mr. Mays is telling the story of him and his friends going through the tunnel. There were sections where the boys had to almost crouch in order to pass. How do you almost crouch? (laughs) (laughs) You either crouch or you don't. Yeah. Like... You stoop, <laughs> or they were standing. Yeah, but stoop and it is was the right way of crouching. Yeah, their head. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, ducky. I, oh, no, no, no. They had to almost crouch, not almost had to crouch. So wait, are they? <laughs> they had to almost crouch, as in they had to duck their head, walk upright. <laughs> because yeah. any more than that, and I'm going to call you a crouch. <laughs> See, I kind of feel that that might be a nitpick, but yeah. It's like, a nitpick, it's, it's, but it's, man... It's funny. Yeah, I just <laughs> like... Trying to think of that, yeah. <laughs> uh, that that was honestly, um, aside from everything else I've already said, that was, I think that was the only thing that stood out for me. Alright, um, so, recommendations? <sighs> no... Because of what this story could have been so many times, like th- there, there are th- there's a few missed opportunities in this, and I just I can't recommend it because of the missed opportunities. Like it could have been a good Nebraska showers massacre, or a th- uh, a really just a dive into somebody's mem- a traumatic memories uh, through a therapist or, or whatever. Like just. It could have been a lot of things, and the and again, the writer's complete and utter lack to say blood or, or like really whatever. graphic sequences. Yeah, because we know we get the smell of decay. We get liquid. Yeah, I I understand. Like it's a very G-rated kind of creepy story. Yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't like he tries to have a gory setting, like where there is literally some sort of blood. Or something dripping from fucking shower heads. Yeah, shower heads. Not one shower heads. They're circling yeah, the room. Yeah, but we. So that that's a gory fucking room. Even if a... it's just dripping, that's gory. Yeah, but he refuses to acknowledge acknowledge the gory. Yeah, and it, it's just it's a fail. You know, like you missed the opportunity. I mean, I understand maybe you were trying to not go overboard, but you went in the exact opposite direction, and it hurt the story just as much. Alright. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that's... It, yeah. It's too much of a... Yeah, like, there for, for you, there was too much, like, missed opportunity to really pursue, proceed reading it. Yeah, like, I mean, you build the atmosphere, and then when it gets time to really suck me in, you pull your punches. Yeah. And... Like, you let me down. You let me down. Your father and I are very disappointed in you. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Well, to counteract that, (laughs) I would recommend, um, simply because I really enjoyed the atmosphere building and the idea the story proposed, where it was this 
storyteller, like this guy who spreads creepy stories, and then he became he was in one. Um, it just that concept really tickles me. I really enjoy that concept. What um, concept doesn't tickle you? Hmm? <laughs> Holocaust jokes. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I actually, like, I enjoy, this, this first, I don't know why, but I can't get this out of my fucking head. Um, this felt like the writer was imitating a Lovecraft story. Um, I actually got, I, I recognized plot, th- uh, like, plot threads from several of his stories in this. It's just the setting was Nebraska rather than New England. Which, and that's it was probably the best way to do a Lovecraftian t- t- yeah. type story is to take it the fuck out of New England. Yeah. Um, and actually, even with Lovecraft, like, Lovecraft kind of pulled his punches when it came to gore and stuff as well. So maybe that's why I don't mind it as much in this as, like, compared to what you, like, to you. Um, and I just felt there was, like, there's, there are definitely missed opportunities, but the story we are presented, for me, had enough to keep reading and enjoy it throughout. Uh, and to let my mind go. So if you have a like-minded, if you're like-minded, I would recommend it. All right, Mikey, the U stands for evil. Um, Which one of us is right? I'm it's up to you. Only to going to uh, conditionally recommend. That means I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> if he agreed with you, I was gonna say I was right. <laughs> nice. I think we both knew that. We knew that, yeah. <laughs> So I recommend this to high school, college students, um, mainly because it's that's the target audience. It seems because that's what the protagonist is work. mostly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to serve it as, as an example, like while he does do some description, actually, I am going to pull it, mine as well and give it a conditional recommendation because he does set atmosphere well. Yeah. yeah. So anyone who wants to write their own stuff. Yeah. And if they've got if if this is a weak point for them, they should definitely read this. This is a good example of that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where I was going with it. It's like if you oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Step down your moment. Uh, the, the the whole atmosphere, like yeah, he sets it up, but then by not describing extra horrifying features, it sort of falls apart. Where's the money shot? Yeah, yeah. So, if you're in the demographic that this is sort of targeted at, I'd say read it. Otherwise, give it a pass. Alright. So, that was this week's episode of El Dente. So, if you like what you heard, if you didn't, if you agree with any of us or you don't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi6, Tumblr, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, two of us are on, t- on Twitter, at Dr. Leviathan and Review Cultist. Um, and you can also leave us a review on iTunes. That would be helpful. And uh, you can also send us an email at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can also send us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. And if you'd like to support us, you can donate. Go to crazonstudios.tumblr.com, where you can check out all the title cards for each episode, and on the side there's a little donate button. So, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm still Dr. Leviathan. And I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. All right, let's hit the showers. (laughs) Sleep well. Hello, I'm Review Cultist with ADR News. This just in, a recent development has sent the Hugos into question this year. Chuck Tingle, prolific writer of the infamous short story Space Raptor Butt Invasion, has been nominated for this prestigious award. And while we wish him the best of luck in this, we would like to remind him who helped contribute to this moment. Clearly it was the reading by the drunk and the spooky, and the mysterious hosts who took control of this April's related episode of El Dente Rigamortis. Remember the people who helped you get here, Mr. Tingle. Remember the people. And now, the weather.
byline, you son of a bitch. 